This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Monday, July 5th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. I hope everyone had a happy 4th of July. And if you're off today, I hope wherever you are, you are enjoying the nice weather. Maybe you're hanging out at the pool. Maybe you're barbecuing with some friends. But overall, I just hope you're enjoying the company of others. Before we start, I wanted to remind everyone that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating and leave us a review. We love to see your comments and we'd be so gracious for feedback if you want us to cover a topic we haven't already or if we haven't hit your favorite team yet as we preview all the Power 5 schools this offseason, as well as some group of fives here on the College Football Daily. Of course, if we have already covered your favorite team and you missed it or you want to listen back, don't worry, we have all the episodes for you. Just go to Spotify, search for the playlist across the country with the College Football Daily, and listen as we preview your favorite program. We are continuing our goal of hitting all the Power 5 teams and a few group of five schools today as we preview Stanford. Joining me to discuss the program is the publisher of the Stanford 24-7 sports site, Cardinals 247, Jackson Moore. Jackson, how are we doing, man? Thanks so much for coming on. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. Jackson, before we look at different position groups, you need to answer me this. And you mentioned it when we were talking kind of off air a couple of days ago. For the first time in program history, Stanford, they took early enrollees. Quarterback Ari Patu and corner Jaden Slocum, they had the distinct honor of being the first two early enrollees. Now, obviously, look, Stanford has a level of academic requirements that the majority of schools don't have to deal with. But I guess my question is like, what took so long for the Cardinal? You know, why did it take Stanford so long to adapt to what schools have been doing for what seems like years now? Yeah, it's definitely been a, an issue with more and more teams doing it more frequently, more recruits wanting to do it. And if a, a big time recruit wants to enroll early, it hasn't been an option at Stanford. And that's been a, a deterrent for some prospects. And part of the reason they say that they went ahead and did it with this class is kind of the same trend we're seeing with other things. It's more about Kind of this unique situation with the pandemic more so than trying to kind of keep up with other schools. They said the distinct reason why they brought in the two early enrollees this year was that with COVID, with classes online, with you know things not being so normal, it was more of an opportunity for them to come in and not be so overwhelmed. And there's a little bit of lax with the admissions, with things going on and having so many students not being able to do the traditional things that they need to do to get into Stanford. So they put it under the guise of, well, this is a unique opportunity to try this. And I think we're going to see him say, well, it worked out and we're going to keep doing it when things are back to normal. Uh, that's definitely the message from Coach Shaw. He said that the, both Patu and Slocum have really done a, a really good job adapting and that they would like to continue to, to do it in future classes. It probably won't be many each year, but a couple. And uh, same thing for official visits. They never do it in the summer. You know, this year they decided to do it. It's not because 
well, everyone else is doing it. They said it was because, well, it's been so long since we've had any recruits on campus. And, you know, this is a unique situation for us to do it this summer. So I think these are trends that they're going to start doing annually. But to start off, it's been basically because the pandemic's disrupted things. And if they don't do it, it's going to make them even further behind than they already are. Good. You know, I got worried for a second that you were going to tell me they were only doing it because of the pandemic. And once everything goes back to normal, they'll go back to not taking any uh, early enrollees. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that the Cardinal plan on doing this, or at least it looks like right now that they plan on doing this for years to come. So I want to look at the team and I want to start with quarterback, right? Jack West returns. He has a few starts to his name, but there's a lot of buzz coming from quarterback Tanner McKee. He saw very, very limited action last season, went three for seven on the year for only 62 yards. How is the position kind of shaken out? You know, what do you think? or who do you think I should say has the upper hand? Do you think, you know, David Shaw might be leaning in one direction over the other to replace Davis Mills? You know, David Shaw is a guy that is going to be keeping it close to his vest for as long as possible and, and not tipping his cap to one guy or the other. But, you know, we the, the spring was closed due to COVID. There wasn't a lot of media access. There was interviews, of course, but not a lot of, you know, in-person evaluation. And so we had one small sample size of the spring game that was televised. And frankly, Tanner McKee looked leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. And particularly looking at Jack West head to head, West did not complete very many passes in the spring game, not a lot of yards. And McKee had a pretty impressive day. You know, again, it's a small sample size. It's tough to take a lot from it, but from that small sample size, it looked to me like McKee was quite a ways ahead and, and the front runner for that job. McKee was actually the third guy in there throughout the spring game. So it's not like he came out as a starter or anything, but he definitely looked like the guy. He's got the recruiting resume to uh, suggest that he is the guy that we saw in that spring game as well. And frankly, Patu, the, the early enrollee freshman, looked really good out there too. So my belief right at this point is that McKee is the, the front runner going into the fall, but perhaps West had a bad day. McKee had a good day and things are not quite as they seem during that spring game. So it's, it's still undecided, but I still look for McKee personally to be the guy. And regardless of who's that quarterback, they'll have a great weapon behind them. You know, running back Austin Jones, he's not really a household name yet, but I think he's one of the more underrated running backs, both in the Pac-12 and with the possibility to emerge as one of the better ones in the nation, I think. You know, he led the Cardinal with 550 yards on the season, second on the team in receptions. He's definitely a, a dual threat back, could do it, you know, on the ground and through the air. In your mind, how high is his ceiling as he enters his third season? You know, how good can Austin Jones be? Yeah, I think the exciting thing about uh, Jones is that now he's becoming one of the leaders on this team. I mean, he's gone from a breakout guy last year to one of the you know bona fide returning starters and one guy that that a lot of people look to for leadership. So that's been a big thing for him this offseason. And then, of course, just taking another step. One thing he mentioned was that he oftentimes went down maybe on the first contact a little more than he would like. So that's been a big focus this offseason of you know, getting a little bit stronger, being able to take that first hit and bounce off and keep running. And uh, of course, he's going to be a big, uh, big importance for the offense to get him going. A few other guys kind of emerged in the spring as well. You've got EJ Smith, the son of Emmett Smith, who was an intriguing guy. He had some pretty good showing in the spring. And uh, Casey Filkins, the guy that uh, they swiped from Cal, their rival over there, he had some really uh, flashy moments, a guy that they can put in the slot, put at running back, could do a lot of different things. So I look for Jones to have an improved season, but they may also expand the, the unit a little bit more and, and cycle in some other options too. Countering that good run game, 
Stanford's defense, look, they struggled big time to stop the run last year. I think gave up on average over 200 yards rushing a game, if I have that correct. But look, they have talent on that side of the ball. I don't think talent is really the issue. But who is expected to step up this season on defense to hopefully, you know, improve that that unit against the run and just, you know, make it better as a whole? Yeah, I mean, in the spring, uh, Thomas Booker looked uh, absolutely amazing. (laughs) I mean, it was just, especially in the spring game, you just see a guy that just... Sometimes it's hard to stand out on defense when you're not the guy making the tackle. But if you look at him uh, just about every play, he's dominating his rep against the old lineman, uh, getting into the backfield, even if he's not the guy making the hit. So, I mean, he's kind of the next level player that's going to have to um, lead that surge. But overall, it's more about the health, I believe, in the linebacker unit. That's been a it was a big issue last season. They were constantly hurt. They had guys that were out and they've just had a big influx of players just to be frankly, available in the spring. And it looked like a much different defense. And that's kind of what they're banking on right now for for this defense to take another step forward. If all these guys are healthy and they play to what they anticipated, uh, it's just a long list of guys. You have guys like Gabe Reed who moved around from outside to inside. Uh, Levani the Mooney has been back. Uh, Tristan Sinclair had a really good spring. Jacob Mingham Farrar. Uh, probably the leader of that group right now, Ricky Maison. I mean, it's, it's a long list of linebackers that just, for one reason or another, weren't at full strength last season. And just about all of them were back in the spring. And uh, Stanford had their spring very late in the process. So they did their best to avoid injuries. And it looks like they accomplished that. So uh, they should go into the fall with the clean bill of health. Now it's about those players living up to the kind of hype that the coaches have put on them this spring. So Jackson, a couple more for me. Look, he's not on the hot seat, obviously, but is there pressure on David Shaw to get Stanford back to where he once had it? I mean, look, he had them in the Fiesta Bowl, multiple Rose Bowls from 2011 to 2018, his first eight seasons. They went 82 and 26, you know, eight straight bowl games. Then you look at the last two seasons and granted 2020 was only a six game season. They're eight and 10. Are people, I guess, starting to get tired of the fact that even though it's only been two seasons, David Shaw doesn't have Stanford to the point it was pre-2019? There's definitely concerns. And I think, you know, in addition to the win-loss record over the last two years, the recruiting has also dipped. And so you say, well, it hasn't been as great last couple of years. And now the recruiting would suggest it's not going to be there in the next couple of years. So I think that's kind of been a driving force behind some of the recruiting efforts as well to do some of the things that most other schools are doing and and try to bring that along and, and get back to where they were there. Um, I think you see just Coach Shaw being a little more vocal about things right now. Um, The nine-game conference schedule is something that he's been vocal about, not being too excited about. I mean, every year Stanford plays Notre Dame, and this year they're playing two other Power Five conference teams. They've got 12 Power Five conference teams on their schedule. And uh, what the over-under by a lot of people or or services is like about four games right now, which you think seems very low for a Stanford team that just won four games last season out of six. Uh, but when you look at the schedule, it's going to be a, a grind for the entire season. They open the season against Kansas State at 9 a.m. He was vocal about that. He wasn't happy with Fox picking that time for a West Coast team. So he's brought a lot, a lot of issues to the table, I think, over the, the just last couple of months, really, about 
things that are preventing potentially Stanford from being where they were a few years ago. And, you know, the more he's vocal about it, the more they should get through some of those things. Their Pac-12 is already talking about going to eight games in the conference schedule and stopping themselves from beating each other up as much during the season. And I think they're on a path to uh, alleviate some of the issues that have been a struggle for him. But there was just such a long run of success. You've got to believe. I mean, it's not like he lost a lot of assistance from that group. A lot of the guys that he's working with right now are the same guys that helped a lot of those big successful seasons. So there's got to be belief that the staff can get right back to where they were. But it's been more challenging for sure the last two or three years. 12 Power 5 games. I can't think of any other team that has that. Stanford, frankly, might be the only one. I mean, we definitely have to have to look into Power 5 teams that are playing an all-Power 5 uh, schedule, both obviously in-conference and out-of-conference. And that kind of, I guess, brings me to my last question. And you mentioned the over-under, too, sitting around maybe like four, four and a half. But what are expectations for the Cardinal in 2021? Look, they lose a good amount of experience. Obviously, they're starting new at quarterback. I wouldn't put them up there, obviously, with USC, Washington, and Oregon at the top of the conference. What are we looking at for Stanford this season coming up? Yeah, it's kind of tough to tell just because, I mean, even the schedule itself is a a tough barometer for this team. Um, You have a lot of teams returning most of their talent. Stanford lost 10 guys to the NFL, five were drafted, five as free agents. It was a pretty big uh, exodus as far as their top end talent. You look at last season, the small sample size there, they went four and two. They had a game against UCLA that was a shootout. They won late in overtime. They had a game against uh, Cal where they block an extra point to avoid overtime. Those games could have gone either way. They also had a game without their quarterback, Davis Mills, with the false positive. So, I mean, they could have won that one perhaps. I mean, had five wins. So uh, it's tough to get, tell too much, but you know that you feel a lot more confident with what they did in those six games compared to 2019 and that they were on their way back to at least being a winning team, it sure felt like. So that's kind of a wait and see in in a lot of ways. And you feel like they have the roster to be a very competitive team in the Pac-12. But I mean, this is a conference that just has so much parity and you feel like Stanford's kind of right in that mix of three through 10 of the Pac-12 that constantly you can't tell who's going to win, who's going to lose those games most years. So if they can get above six and six and and go bowling, I think that would certainly be, um, I mean, it would be not be pleasing (laughs) just because of the standard of success they've set over the past decade, but relative to the circumstances in the schedule, it would be a step in the right direction. Yeah. David Shaw looking, obviously get the Cardinal back on track in 2021. You can follow him on Twitter at JacksonMoore247 and read all about Stanford on Cardinal247.com. Jackson, thanks so much for hopping on. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Remember that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating and a review. We'd love to see what you think, if you have any questions, any ideas for a topic, or if you haven't heard your favorite team yet. My name is Lance Glenn. Enjoy your day off. If you have one, Trey will be back tomorrow for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.